What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, the founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We are here with another episode, Extending the Life of the Culture, one episode at a time. Jay, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Amazing? I won't go that far, but I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, that's pretty nice. Um, listen, there's a lot that's been going on in 2020. I think... Somebody needs to take 2020 out back and shoot it from last I heard. But you know what? I hate to... You know how you want to join everybody in like hating something? Mm-hmm. But why low-key 2020 been a real good year for me? It's, it's been lit. We talked about... Like, <laughs> I think it was like maybe oh two weeks ago or something when you kind of, you kind of like tiptoed around like 2020 been lit for you. And I'm like, low-key though. <laughs> it's been... You don't want to... You don't want to... You know what I'm saying? Because people, it's a lot of people going through stuff. Yeah. But we've already talked about that. Like, for instance, one of your clients back in the day, maybe about three or four years ago, um, her plant was shutting down for a few weeks. Yeah. She was ecstatic. And her um, her coworkers weren't because they were going to be getting less pay or no pay. I don't remember how it went. And you told her that shouldn't, you know, alter the way you show how glad you are. Yeah. So just because, I mean, that's one of the things we discussed too, is how you should be able to celebrate for someone else, even while you're going through mm. something and be happy for someone else, even while you're going through something. I think that's something that we've had mastered really in our, in our circle. I think you're right. It kind of, it makes me think about what you talked about. Um, okay. You know how you talked about j- disenfranchised grief. Right. Yes. Right. Disenfranchised happiness. D- disenfranchised joy. Yeah. Right. So uh, remind remind people what disenfranchised grief is. So disenfranchise disenfranchised grief is basically grief that you have that it, it's really not um, typical or you're not held to the same standards where people think that your grief is justified, such as I hate to use this for an example, but such as if your um, mistress dies. Right. Yeah. It could have been someone you love, but you don't get to grieve for your mistress. That, right. You just can't do that. Right. You it's know socially I mean? unacceptable to it's have a mistress. It's socially unacceptable. Right. Or if your parent that was older dies, it's like, well, they were 80, they were 90. Or just everyone thinks parents die first. That's the natural um, order of things. Yeah, the natural order of things. So you'll get a little bit of sympathy, but not as much as if, let's say, your someone's child died or sister or brother simply. So it's disenfranchised because you, now you don't even know where to place that grief. You don't know how to show it. And you feel, sometimes you feel slightly silly about like, why? Okay, my parent died. It's five years. I'm still sad. But society says I shouldn't be sad. Yeah. Still, because this is how it goes. Yep. So it's, that's, that's disenfranchised grief. Right. And so you feel guilt about feeling the feelings. And, or you don't feel the support. That's the biggest thing. You don't feel the support. The support is not there. Right. And so now so you, it's, it's, you closet it. You keep it to yourself. Yeah. Some people or some people show it, act out, you know, start drinking heavier because they, they don't know how to show the emotion that let's say someone um, who supported does. Everyone's going to still give them the support so they can cry. They can vent. They can do these things without people looking at them crazy. So people may take their grief and use it in another way or display it in another way. Yeah. So in this case, because, you know, for many people across the world, 2020 has been a horrible year, you know? Absolutely. Um, but for me, it's been an amazing year mm-hmm. so far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
professionally, personally, health-wise. It's just been a really good year. And the fact that maybe I, if I, if I decide not to celebrate that or be public about it um, or say, you know, or, you know, blatantly post, you know, like 2020 has been a great year. You know what I mean? Like that's socially frowned upon because collectively we're supposed to be angry, grieving, quarantine, all so these So let me things. ask you this. If you post 2020 has been a great year and I decide to act like I don't know you for a period of time. Dirty. <laughs> I'm going that far with it. <laughs> oh, I'm acting real brand new with the wow on it and everything. Unfriend. Unfollow. <laughs> I'm attached to you, of course. But don't show <laughs> I'm still here in private, just not in public. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dirty, dirty! <laughs> I I really thought you was about to ask I me. Know, I know, I and I saw when it clicked and it registered. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute! Oh no, nah, I'm not standing behind you on that one. You, I mean, it's oh one god, we have, but you can't just be all blatant, blatantly disrespectful with it. <laughs> Well, go on. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, listen. <clears throat> and nothing else. I hope y'all got better friends than I do. What? Uh, <laughs> I said I'll still text and call you. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing. I'm praying that y'all got a better top five than I got. You hear me? Um, listen. Wait what? Let's get into it real quick. Uh, wait what is our segment we, where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait. wait. What? Okay. So my way what is I sent you an article about three days ago about a black teen requesting to be tried as a white man. And it's so interesting when I read the caption because I just knew I would click into the article. Yeah. And it'll be like, gotcha, ba- clickbait, basically. Clickbait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. A Tampa, Florida, a courtroom in Tampa, Florida was left shook after a 19-year-old black teenager requested that he should be tried as a white teenager or at the very minimum, a white man for him to stand a chance inside the courtroom. He had reviewed evidence um, to similar cases as his. He brought the evidence how they convict black people and how they convict white people. And he said, for in order for him to stand a chance in court, please try me as a white um, young man or a white um, older gentleman and... I don't, it, it didn't say how they responded to that, but he said that, uh, that white persons were given probation, house arrest and community service while the black boys and men were given harsh sentences and thrown in jail. Okay. Um, so I think I, when you sent that to me, I was like, it was like funny and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, you know, black teen requests to be tried as a white man in court. Um, because I got, a, I got a better shot at surviving this thing if you mm-hmm. look at me as a white teen mm-hmm. or a white man. But, and so at first I thought it was him being kind of silly a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't doubt that he did it. But when I read the article and noticed that he, he actually bought um, data yeah. Yeah. into the courtroom and was like, basically, for the exact same charge, here's what my white counterparts have gotten. 
-hmm. They've walked away with just probation. You know, they've gotten left off the hook, lighter sentences. And for my exact same charge, here's who my black counterparts have gotten. And he's like, based literally on this data, I need you to charge me like my white counterparts. That's all he was asking. Jay, That's I'm like, oh, he, he brought, when I found out he brought numbers. Oh, yeah. He didn't come to, he didn't come to play. He wanted his future. Like, Jay. don't throw it away from me. I made a mistake, but I want the same chance you gave, like you said, our white counterparts. Absolutely. That and you gave Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Karen's and Kyle's, Karen right? Karen and Kyle's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the same shot that you gave Kyle. He did the exact same thing I did. And it's so funny because they can't try him as a white um, a young man or a white adult. But, but it's out there. It's oh, out there now. Why can't they? Because you're right. It's just like it's just like somebody gets on a stand and says something in court and the judge say, Wipe that from the record. Like, tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> stricken from the record. Just but oh, no. from the record. Oh, no. Oh, no. I saw that funny picture. Yeah. I saw, you know what I mean? I, you can't, Mark, you can't strike it from my mind. I, I can't unhear that. Right. Right. You think that's not going to come into play in our deliberation? Right. Yeah. So, it's sad and, and funny at the same time. Like, it's the lengths that people of color have to go through to even attempt to get a fair shake in any system. In any system, not just the judicial system. You know what I mean? Any system. Any system, what we have to do to try and get a fair shake. I mean, that's really, you know, kind of like modern day passing. Remember back in the day, you was light-skinned enough, maybe try to pass right. for white so you can get a fair shake. Right. But he's like, all right, clearly I'm black. Right. Yeah. He was. He's clearly, I ain't going to get away with that. I ain't going to get away with that. I, I can't pass. But consider this. Right. I can't pass via complexion, but maybe I can pass with a little data and a, and a request. Because who's ever made and a request? And put something on your spirit at the Let me put a little something on your spirit. Okay. Well, would it have been even sweeter if he had a, and he, maybe he did with some of those cases, research the judge and been like, when my white counterparts came in front of you with this exact same charge, that here's what you nice. gave them. That would have been nice. Oh, that would have been I'm juicy. proud of him even doing that. Me too. I wonder who gave and put that in his ear. You know what I mean? Like, was it an attorney? Was it your mama? Was it your, your homeboy? Or your own little brainchild. mind. Dope. Very dope. And I, hope, and I hope, you know, and I hope they consider that. Yeah. Um, so sad, but true, you know, and it's a lot. We're still fighting for justice, you know, for George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, all of these people who have died at the hands of, um, you know, a racist and oppressed uh, policing system in this country. And it has all weighed on each of us individually in different ways and collectively as a country. And so one of the things we want to focus on today because of that is actually stress. Mm -hmm. Right. We want to talk a little bit about um, what is stress, how to identify if you're stressed, where are the symptoms um, physically, physiologically, mm -hmm. mentally, um, and then. What do you do to begin to unravel and pull back on that stress? Because mm -hmm. stress is killing us. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you one thing that stressed me out recently. Um, when you told me earlier that you heat up your salsa <laughs> before you eat it. First of all. I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. I saw your face. Now, just to be clear, I saw your face and I saw the distress and I didn't understand why. I didn't even address it. I've, I have never. There's really, you, you know, you're right. I think you threatened me a, a couple times now in our friendship about, Lord, if we ain't had as many years under our belt and this. Oh, we would have been broke up. We would have been broke up as friends. Yeah. 
And this is how I felt in this moment when mm-hmm. about an hour ago, mm-hmm. as I was eating some tortilla chips and salsa dip, Very you looked cold. at me like I was crazy mm-hmm. and said, you eating that like that? I got to heat up my salsa. Now, who heats up salsa? You don't heat it up salsa when, I mean, heat it up when you're eating it with other things. But if it's just plain chips and salsa, like at the restaurant, it comes at least room temperature or warm. Room temperature. Or like a little warm. No, it, no, it doesn't. I think at Fridays they used to serve it. Oh, you don't go to one restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. You ain't got data. <laughs> we can call Fridays for sure. <laughs> Who heats up salsa? You weirdo. Heating up something doesn't mean it's hot. Let's be clear. No. If it's coming out the refrigerator, you're going to make it room temperature or a little warmer. I don't, I don't eat it hot. I just don't like it cold. I don't like my avocado cold. Hey, you. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Well, okay. No, I get that. Like, you keep your avocados on the counter and Yeah, but in if the I have too many, I have to put them in the refrigerator. When they come out, sometimes I might nuke it a little bit to make it room temperature. Just a little bit. Don't look at me like First, Don't. Don't look at me like that. No, no, because you know how, like, you done did so much with a person, you really think you know them? And, like, if it, it could have, like, I, like, we would have lost if that was, like, a trivia game or how, how well do you know your best friend thing. Like, the fact that I'm still learning these little nuances about you is what mm-hmm. stresses me out almost. It's new. And it's something it's new, new to me. Yeah. I didn't used to ha- I used to just deal with the cold avocado, but I realized I don't have to deal with that. No, you don't. I can just put it in the microwave for five, six seconds, and now it, and then when you make it, mush it up to make guacamole or something, or put it on your sandwich, it's not cold anymore. Don't. <laughs> I can't. Oh my! First of all, I just want you guys to know, Lisa has been a total jerk to you today. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I have not been a total jerk to you. Go ahead, go ahead. How have I been a jerk? You look too ready. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> The way you sat back in, your, in the chair just scared me. All I'm missing is folding my arm. I don't want to. Because I, I know you're about to make up a lie. How? Who's been a jerk to you? You. And I don't, just to be clear, I don't care. I'm so unbothered. I have not been a jerk to you. You springing stuff on me. You don't want to go there. Because I will win. Go now on. let's move on. Don't do your hair like that. Now, about, all right, we're going to talk about this later. We, yes, we will, indeed. Now, about these plants. Girl, let me tell you real quick. Jay, I don't know. Now, you know how eating healthy gets us excited? Uh-huh. Like, really makes us happy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, because we be feeling like I did something that feels so amazing. Man, I just been incorporating, you know, with my students in Farm to Table, um, they have to do new tries every week. So I always do it with them. So I come to class to teach every week and I'm like, here was my new try. What was yours? Right. And so this week, Jay, I bought some um, arugula and some broccoli microgreens and put them in my salad with like the power green mix. And it just, Fire. yeah. And then, you know, I sent the picture to you and Tiff of that new ranch, that new vegan uh-huh. ranch dressing I tried, yeah. the, the super plant-based boy. The super, yeah. Yeah. And so, so Jay, check out this salad. Okay. So y'all know, y'all know y'all like my food descriptions. So this salad just made me feel so good in my spirit. Should I play some soft music? I don't know. You got some soft music? We should probably put some on because it's about to be a whole mood. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's that uh, artist's name? Um... <laughs> Kenny G. I think Kenny G was Oh, I love Kenny G. Yep. He's I my think... favorite jazz artist back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think that your description definitely deserves a, a little, little Kenny, Kenny G. G. Mm-hmm. Yes, because these plants have been just filling me up with so much life. It's like uh, I went on a bike ride yesterday. We did about 23 miles. And um, 
when we got done, you know, the, Paul was like, shoot, man. He was like, when I work out in the morning, nothing can bother me for the rest of the day. He's like, if I got my workout in, literally anything can come up. Anybody can come with some nonsense and it just rolls off me if I got my workout in. And that's how I feel about my plants. Really? Yes. Wow. Like if I get my plants in for the day, like I feel so satisfied and complete. Yeah, I feel that way about, like you said, like exercise. Exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I do feel almost, remember how Tiff was cooking that lentil soup and she was like, she could hear the lentil saying, I'm delicious, eat me or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, like my body when I eat the plants, I just feel like my body is like, thank you so much. Absolutely. I really... It's almost like my pride is there. Yes. Like, man, I treat you right, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's yeah. how plants are. Plant feel. pride. Yeah, plant pride for sure. Plant pride for sure. Oh my they better God. not play an ad first. I'm about to put this little Kenny G. Kenny G yeah, put on a little put on a little mood music for me as I describe this salad I had. I had it yesterday and again today. Um, a little more left over. I might probably have another one today. Because you guys know, if, you, if you've you been following me, Lisa Smith, for a while, coming to my lectures, if you've taken my Farm to Table course, then you know my hashtag is plants every damn day, right? And so, to go right along with that plants every damn day thing, Jay, I'm about to describe this salad to you. I'm getting emotional. In this salad, I had organic power greens. Okay. Okay. And so that was like, you know, your spinach, your baby kale, you know, your red leaf lettuce, just organic power greens, fresh, crisp, mm -hmm. crunchy, mm -hmm. whole, mm. you know, just mm -hmm. look clean, yes. right? Then I added to those organic power, power greens, I added some organic arugula. Okay. Very, very high in nitrates. Mm. Help, help start clearing up all that cloggage in your arteries, mm. right? Create that nitric oxide. Then I added the broccoli microgreens. Mm -hmm. So microgreens are like the baby versions of more mature greens, okay. right? And one thing I didn't know about microgreens, Jay, is because they are so immature, they actually have up to 40% higher vitamin and mineral quality than more mature greens. Really? Yes. So when I read that, I was like, oh, wow. Right? Just excited. So, got those plants in there. Organic power greens, got the arugula, got the broccoli microgreens in there, right? Then I threw some pepitas on there, pumpkin seeds. Absolutely. Right? The slivered almonds. Mm. Mm -mm. Go okay? On. Go on. The room temperature avocado. Room. See what I'm saying? Shout out to my girl. <laughs> you hear me? Okay. Uh, then I was like, you know what? Let me do some with these organic cucumbers I got up in here. Do some of those organic cucumbers. You should. Now you know I'm an olive girl, Jack. Oh yes, all day, every day. Am I? Yeah, of course. And you know I buy fresh olives. Oh, you do all That's the time, don't I? Yes, you do. I put the fresh Kalamata olives in there. Mmm. Listen, did you feel worthy of that salad? I did not. And but let me tell you what made it even better. I didn't even know this was a pro tip right here, Jay. Go on. Before I put all my greens in the bowl, I put them on my cutting board and chopped them up. Lord. Now see, the biggest issue with most salads for me, I'm just talking about me. Mm -hmm. Nobody. You can't speak for nobody else. I never could. 
is the fact that sometimes you get it on a fork Mm-hmm. And it's too much to get in because you're trying to get a little pepita, you're trying to get a little cotto, you're maybe trying to get a tomato or a raw onion. But when it's all chopped in small Come bits, on, sister. Come on, sister. You can get enough of everything <laughs> on the floor. Come on now. You ain't got to have dressing all on the side of your cheek. You don't. Splashing all over the table. Never Making again. a fool at yourself at the restaurant. You got to chop that thing. Oh, God. That's the pro tip. Thank you for that. So listen, I got all this chopped goodness, this chopped raw goodness, because raw food every day is really the key to success mm-hmm. in this plant-based oh, life. Oh, don't I know it. You ain't got to be completely raw. No. But you can't cook everything. Okay. Cooking is a form of processing. It is. Everybody know that. Everybody should know that. Oh, I, they do now. All right. You better tell a friend. So I got everything in this bowl, but then I told you I found this new ranch dressing, because sometimes you want some creaminess. You do. Jay, I took this vegan ranch dressing. What you do with it? No sugar added. Uh, of course not. You know how I get down. I don't expect nothing different. Ain't gonna be no sugar on this here brain. I poured that ranch. The way your eyes close, I know how it tastes. If you describing something good in your eyes open, it wasn't that good. <laughs> they ain't gonna tell you how I found that out. Okay. <laughs> I poured this ranch dressing over this salad Mm -hmm. now here's the mistake people make and i'm gonna tell you why they make this mistake they make this mistake because their taste buds are dead Mm -hmm. so the mistake that a lot of people make jay the mistake that a lot of people make is they overdress Mm -hmm. their salad that's true right Mm -hmm. i wasn't about to make that mistake because you know you know those vegan dressings and stuff see they got the big open face when you about to pour a dress. You know how they the, the craft and all that, they got the little squeeze bottle they when you do. can you don't they do. You don't run a risk of overdressing. Right. But our dressings, if we store buying them and not making them ourselves, they got that big open face yeah. and yep, you can do. easily overpour. E- very easily. Have you done it? Yes, I have. And what, how did you feel? I was upset. Oh, it's a disappointing thing. Very. Do, do, so do you try and compensate by adding more plants and adding more or what? <clears throat> What I learned is, because I still make mistakes. No. I never pour it directly on my greens. Mm. I always pour my salad dressing mm. on the side so I can just dip in. Not only mm. because I don't want to drench my, my greens, but because just a little taste of salad dressing is good enough for me. So I end up using less. Mm. Even less than probably if you would have poured it right. right. I got right. you. That makes it. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you a salad dipper? Right, like, you know, you never pour it over the salad at all, and you keep it on the side and dip the salad as you put it on the fork? Mm-hmm. So, here's the thing. I always eat two dressings at the same time. What? One. Here, let me tell you why. Okay. You learn to steal new stuff. Wow. <laughs> well, I thought I knew you. You know you know that Tessamay's dressing that I always get that honey yep. poppy seed? It's yep. a little too sweet for me. Okay. But I like it. Yeah. So, I always pour a little bit of that on my salad. That has a really small top. Okay. I think. But I just uh, pour a little bit of that on the salad. Mm. And the creamy dressing, I always pour on the side. Mm -hmm. So that's just how I do it. So I can get a little of the sweet and a little bit of salt. Mm. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Mm, mm, mm. Make sense to you? Make a lot of sense to me. Yep. I ain't never mixed dressing. You never mixed... Never. Listen, I literally have never mixed dressing. You never had a taste for something a little sweet. But, or even like for me, I do not like vinaigrettes. I just don't. Mm-hmm. 
Why? So, well, you don't like the how liquid they are. You prefer more creamy, or do yeah, you, okay. Because yeah. I don't mess with vinaigrettes usually because of the the, the, the sugar oil. added. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'll make a vinaigrette at home. Yeah. Where, just, where the base is a vinegar instead of you know. Yeah. Okay. But if I like the flavor of a vinaigrette, but not the thinness of it, I'll pour a little vinaigrette on top, and I'll still dip it like in a creamy dressing. So it depends. Wow. Well, Jay, this salad. I had to slow down when I was eating it because <laughs> I really honestly felt like I'm like, I'm changing my future right now. Like I should probably slow down and, and live in this moment. Like I'm adding months, you know, onto my life right now. Like I really felt the vitamins and the minerals of that. Yes. Delicious. You know how I feel about being present these days. Yeah. You know, I'm sick of. Being, you know, in the future, in the past, you just got to be present. And the salad was the bomb. So I just want to tell you about my greens and um, them plants every damn day, y'all. Y'all got to get on it. That Man. is the lifeblood of our people. It is. You know what I mean? It is. And and honestly, I'm going to tell you who made eating salads, like, delicious for me. Because I always saw it as a chore. Okay. But I went to that first, um, get planted. And that young girl was selling them. And she called it... Um, a Caesar salad, uh-huh. and she had chickpeas, and she had all the things. It was like she was there for me. She had all the things mm. that I like, like mm. chickpeas, which is thick. Like I like thick stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she had this homemade Caesar dressing. She made it was creamy. Ever since then, I've been in love with salads. Ever since then, wow. Yeah, and then you know how I got obsessed with those beets. <laughs> he was like, Jay, you never had beets before? Like, it, not like these, okay? Just let me well, yeah, you it. were mad. But yeah. no, you know what? Ever since you introduced me and Tiff to those marinated beets from Whole Foods, I mess with them. Yeah, I'm I get them. Strong. I get them a lot. Um, I get the lemon flavor one. That's the one I get too. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, those marinated beets from Whole Foods slap. You know, Whole Foods really be taking all your money. I went there yesterday, Jay, spent $97. I said, ma'am. How much of this 97 you pocketing? Me either. No, it's an investment. It is. It's an investment. Investments are not spending. No. You know what I mean? It's an investment because nothing can make me not get that arugula and them broccoli. Them broccoli microgreens ran ran me eight bucks, I think, Jay. Will they last a while? No. (laughs) No, there's no justification. No. No, this is the part. Now, this is the part where people say eating this way is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, most things you can get quite affordable. You know, the power greens only three ninety nine. You know, the salad dressing was four ninety nine. Um, and then when you when we buy our nuts and seeds, those last a while. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but those microgreens are about seven or eight bucks. But I was you know trying to get a new try for my students to share with them this week, and uh, and I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, I'll be back, but not that soon. I, I'll be back, but not that soon. That's yeah. exactly right. So. Um, but if y'all not if y'all not leaning into this plant based life, what's taking you so long? We got to get healthy. We got to do better. We got to get all of those animal products out of our diet. And let's talk about let's talk about stress because I'm gonna talk about three different types of stress, and one of them is gonna be relatable to this here plate. But listen, I want to tell you about that. So you know, we always be bonding over our bonding over our over oh, our yeah. food. We oh, usually yeah. send each other a picture and say something crazy. But yeah, I'm I, shocked I, that you didn't send a picture. I couldn't, Jay. What I tell you, I had to be present. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. Listen. I am not mad at you. Listen. But I, what I wasn't going to do is deprive you of that story. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because you like that it, anyway when it comes to pictures. Like, man, I'm about to just enjoy here this here moment. Yeah. You know me. I don't do good with the pictures. But I'm getting better. You know, savor some stuff. And so, you know, I'm getting better. 
just because you about to be on the picture joint now. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, you know, support the homie. So I'm gonna be jumping in front of the camera more and more because shout out to another black woman starting a business. Hello. Who, who, who that be? Who that, who that be? <laughs> Let me say. Um, is it Tanisha? Uh, no, I don't think it's Tanisha. Is, is it, it Aisha? <laughs> Is it Sandra? I don't think so. Is it Big J? You're getting close. You're getting close. <laughs> I like to call myself JDZ when you talk about <laughs> I only talk about that their business. But uh, listen, congratulations, my friend, for starting your company. I am so proud you. of you. Another you. black woman, you know, contributing to the ecosystem and to the black economy is so important. Tell them about the Vibe Photo Booth, honey. Guys. So, I just started my company, The Vibe Booth. Should I say the email now and all that? Sure. Stuff? All right. So, www.thevibebooth.com. It is a photo booth company. So, right now, I know you're probably thinking about social distancing and people are not getting together. But guess what? Everybody is still getting together. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing it the proper way. You're wearing your mask. Or you're staying six feet apart. So whoever you come with, you can just jump in that thing with them. Or you can take a, uh, a picture by yourself. So if you're having an event, whether it's a graduation party, whether you're getting married, whether it's just a small group, you know, you guys want to get together, be silly, jump in front of a photo booth and just capture those memories. Man, give me a call. Yes. Book the photo booth today, the vibe booth. My number is 313-426-2747, and I'll be happy for you to come and choose your vibe. Yes, yes. Only Metro Detroit only, right? Metro Detroit only. Okay. Metro, yeah, I forget that people, I forget we kind of were away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll be having a few listeners in some, <laughs> some other country codes. But yeah, Metro yes. Detroit area. Yes. Website? www.thevibebooth.com. This podcast has been brought to you by The Vibe Booth. Yes, I'm sponsoring the Black Check them out. Podcast. Check them out. So <laughs> proud of you. Support black businesses. Let's get into it. So let's talk about this here stress, y'all. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about stress. It's exceptionally important conversation we're having today because um, stress is oftentimes the foundation of many of the chronic diseases that people of color suffer from. And oftentimes we don't even know that stress is a catalyst mm -hmm. for our health, you know, taking a downward turn. So before we deep dive into how stress may manifest in, in you physically or mentally and emotionally, I want to talk about types of stress really quickly. So there's three types of stress, okay? There's chemical stress, there's physical stress, and there's emotional stress. Now with chemical stress, chemical stress can come from something like the very simplest example will be drugs, whether it be street, street drugs or prescription drugs. You know how, Jay, you can um, be on a prescription drug for many, many years, mm -hmm. and although it may be, let say, you know, um, keeping your blood sugar at bay if it's type mm -hmm. 2 diabetes or something at the same time as ruining your kidneys, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's literally chemical stress, right? Mm -hmm. The prescription drug that you're taking is chemically stressing your body, right? Um, or chemical stress can come from street drugs, right? Or even, even come, come, come from um, over doing it with alcohol. That's chemical stress. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's a type of stress. So chemical stress can wreak havoc on your health, right? Chemical stress could also come from something like deficiencies, mm -hmm. um, vitamin and mineral deficiencies, right? Mm -hmm. Can cause chemical stress on your body because you mm. need... I just went through that. Yes, absolutely you did. And so for you, it was your iron. Man, guys, listen. My iron, do you want to, I don't like mm, the iron. Go ahead. Um, 
So my iron got so low. I got distracted with all this different stuff going on. And I just, I just stopped forgetting. I stopped. I've started forgetting to take my iron pills. My iron has, I've been deficient in iron for years when I was eating meat, everything. And I've always had to take iron pills. I've had iron infusions where they put the iron directly in my veins because it's been so low. And I can feel when my body starts to get low on iron. I usually am like, okay, let me, you know, get back on it. But this recently, um, my iron got so low that I literally couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. And for me, I didn't realize how busy of a busy body I was, right? Mm -hmm. So it slowed me all the way down. I couldn't even walk. Nick and I tried to go on a walk, like a block, and I had to turn around. And, and I was really thinking, like, maybe he should get the car. Out, got dizzy, had to stop five times just a block away from home. And I had to eat soup for like two days because who knew? I just found this out. This is another way. What? Mm. I didn't realize how sophisticated eating and breathing was at the same time. Mm. That's something we took for granted. I've always taken for granted. You just eat. Yeah. And you just breathe. Oh, yeah. No, it was a choice I had to make between talking or breathing. Yeah. And chewing and breathing. Yeah. So. Everything I ate for like two days was just soup only. Anytime I ate anything I had to chew, my breathing got so affected. I got so lightheaded. I had to lay down. Wow. It was crazy. Wow. But what's funny about that with the talking and breathing, you know how we get smart people and be like, you know, what? I'm not going to waste my breath. Literally. I could not waste my breath. I didn't realize how many unnecessary things I said and how many different <laughs> ways I feel like I got to prove my point and no, that's not right or whatever until I really had to think, is this important for me to say, for me to get, use this breath for it? I was like, man, everybody maybe need to have some type of, like, I don't know, way to really evaluate the things that come out of our mouth to realize how useless sometimes the things we say are to people yeah, or how argumentative we are or how we like to debate so much or yeah. how we want to prove our point so much. Because I was like, wow, if, if I could talk better, I would have been like, no, no, or, or try to prove my point. And I'm just like, okay, you got it. You won. You're right. But that's not the lesson, Jay. People ain't got to think about how much they try and debate or go back and forth. If you do what you're supposed to do, you ain't going to have chemical stress. You could talk as much as you want. That's the wrong lesson. You should have been taking your iron pills. You've been yo-yoing back and forth. You're going to tell people the I lesson here. I see this coming. I see this coming. <laughs> I can't I believe see this coming. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you literally just told people you might want to consider not, how not taking your iron pill, but, you know. That how was. much unnecessary stuff you said. No. Those of us who are healthy don't have to count our breaths and save them. Wow. That's not something we need to consider. <laughs> no, what that, you need to... That didn't go... <laughs> I can't believe you have to put that stress on everybody else. No. The lesson there is you should have been taking your iron pill. You're right. I should have been taking my iron pill. I'll straighten your face up. I know that. That was so ridiculous. Did I, try, did I end up learning another lesson I don't even want to share? <laughs> but she's right, you guys. Like that, that, that puts so much stress on my body that it was difficult for me to breathe. And that was the very first time. And for those of you like me, you sure it wasn't COVID? No, it was not COVID. <laughs> I got two COVID tests. Um, one, the drive up, I got that test. And then I went to the hospital where they stick the Q-tip all the way in the back of your throat. Mm -hmm. I got that one too. And they're both, and, um, they both were um, negative. So, no. 
Yeah, it wasn't COVID. Yeah, but it's just your iron. You have had iron issues for years, no matter what diet you were on, no matter what. And so um, that's a form of chemical stress, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, is, it, it can be a deficiency. Um, and so then forms of physical stress, right? So physical stress is getting into a car accident, getting into a fight, you know, falling, literally, right? A lot of our seniors are falling, right? Um, or... Um, some medications actually, um, some high blood pressure medications actually increase your risk of falling. Isn't that interesting? All of them actually. All blood pressure medications increase your risk. Why it makes you dizzy? Of falling. Yeah, I think it maybe it throws off your equilibrium. It's so crazy the side effects of many of these medications that we're on that we would never make the connection. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but um, so we have to be very, very careful with the physical stress. And making sure that if you do, you know, you maybe you're, I know I used to jog like when I was in China and I tripped over the curb, fell, um, or I actually fell in New York a couple years ago um, and decided that plants will be enough to heal my ankle. <laughs> Just ridiculous. And so many different types of physical stress, um, if we don't, um, eat right if we don't allow the proper time for rest and recovery can actually have long-term effects on us that can end up leading to us having to be on medications and now we're introducing chemical stress to the body right mm -hmm. but the stress we're going to focus on today is the emotional stress mm -hmm. right but I wanted to identify because some people Jay are literally dealing with all three mm. physical chemical and emotional Ooh. right these are not oftentimes isolated incidents. Yeah. It's funny when you think of things like that, I always think of them like, which one right. could you be dealing with? Could be three. Yeah. And that's something. And so we let's do our job, you and I, of educating. Um, and then you as a listener, you're going to do your job by applying what you learn. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk about emotional stress. Now, emotional stress is the stress that we're typically talking about when we talk about stress, such as, mm -hmm. um, financial stress, professional stress, personal stress, family stress, you mm -hmm. know, relationship stress, right? When we say I'm stressed, we're usually talking about some area in our life where things need to be done. Things are unkept things. You're out of alignment. Um, and it needs to be addressed. And so, what are some physical symptoms that you may be stressed, Jay? Physical symptoms? Yes. Okay. So the way that they list some of these, um, because there's a there's a ton that we're familiar with, like, you know, headaches, um, no. fatigue. No. Uh-uh. I wouldn't assume that um, people are, if they get a headache or they get fatigued, that they will link it to stress. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, low energy, headaches, upset stomach, um, aches and just aches, pain, mm -hmm. um, insomnia, cold and infection, loss of sexual desire, nervousness, dry mouth, um, grinding your teeth. Um, those are a list that they have um, on WebMD. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that website? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> some people go there and believe they're doctors. Yeah. But this is just to, you know... To clue you in on just some of some of the um, the physical signs that you'll get when you're stressed, but there's so much more. Like your hair can start falling out. Yep. Um, you know, you you may feel dehydrated because you're neglecting your your diet, and now you're starting to feel dehydrated, or you're you're not just insomnia, you're sleeping more. Yeah. Um, loss of appetite. Yeah, loss of appetite. Yep. Just heart racing. 
um, it, a, a ton of things. Basically, for me, it, it, it's anything out of the normal realm of when you know, you know your day-to-day calm feeling. You know, there's acute stress and then there's chronic stress. Right. Um, now, the, the stress that we want to focus on today is chronic. Right. But what I'm saying, the point I'm trying to get to is that when you're the, on the days you just feel acute stress, when you're not feeling that, how do you feel? Normal, right. right? Right. So any feeling you have that's attributed to stress is going to feel different from that. Do you agree with that? Like, so for instance, right now, I don't feel stressed. Right. I don't feel stressed at all. Right. If I'm feeling stressed, yeah. you're, and you're referencing chronic, right? Right, which I'm about to define in a minute, but go ahead. Um, I'm not going to feel like this. And I've dealt with stress a lot. I don't feel this way. I don't feel grounded. I feel um, out of sorts. I feel um, emotionally weighed. So it's hard to explain for me. How, mm-hmm. how, would, you, how would you explain it? Well, how would you... What's some of the characteristics physically that you would say? Um, for me, probably anxiousness. Um, a little, little, a little anxiousness. Um, and usually stress and anxiety are kind of cousins, at least. Yeah, but that's more, like, not physical. I'm talking about yeah. the physical care, like hives on the leg. Oh, we're, um, we're still on physical? Yeah. Oh, if we're still on physical, um, well, probably just maybe... Feeling like uh, the heart racing a little bit. Yeah. Probably be the only one I have. Yeah. Um, and maybe a little bit of insomnia. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of us um, complain of like racing thoughts, racing mind. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes that can be indicative of stress. Right. But I want to pause here to, to define some things because experiencing all of these things or some of these things is not a bad thing. Even right. if it's coming from stress, because we have to know the difference between acute and chronic stress. Like acute stress is if 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 the stressor is something that is short term, short lived. Chronic stress is something that is you don't see an end in sight, and the stress typically comes from not having a resolution or exit strategy for whatever's stressing you. So if you have an upcoming project, if you have an upcoming court date, if you have um, something going on in your life, a wedding, you know what I mean? That could be stressful. But we know, you know, once those vows are said or maybe you're the wedding planner or whatever, once that event is over, that thing is over, um, things can return to normal that level of acute stress can often, if you channel it properly, can be positive in that it forces you to perform at a high level. Mm -hmm. Stress can be really a catalyst for optimal performance. Mm -hmm. So we're not demonizing stress. Stress in and of itself is not a bad word. Um, And and it's often demonized. When people say stress, we never think positive, Mm -hmm. right? Stress is always typically referred to in a negative light. But acute stress can be really, really, really positive. Like right now, as I'm creating um, the plant-based certification for the Black Health Academy, I would consider it partly stressful because I feel so much pressure to make it so good, Mm -hmm. right? But it's not, I know it's not chronic stress. And so when I think about it, when I think about the project, it's more of 
Um, I go into like kind of a mind mapping phase on how I can, you know, as opposed to just focusing on it, it, it itself being overwhelming. So how do you channel your thoughts around that thing that's stressing you out? So acute stress is a positive thing, but chronic stress is usually attached to a problem or something that you perceive as a problem mm -hmm. that you do not have an exit strategy for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Some people feel, and I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way, but I'm just going to blurt it out. Some people like to be stressed. Some people actually... Just like some people like drama. Yes. Okay. I, I'm with you. Because when you say that stress or chronic stress, you don't see a way out. There's a lot of people who know the way out. They literally have the blueprint for the way out, way out but they still rather stress, right? Yeah. Like they still rather um, complain and... and fall short of the resolution yeah. and come continue to feel the stress. Be and then once they're out of that stressful situation, put themselves in another stressful situation, mm. just a stressful that you didn't even have to take, you know, or be a part of. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the resolutions to stress is simply don't put yourself in situations that for me, I'm going to use a petty example, but I know that Zumba is a class that will stress me out. I'm not coordinated. I don't like it. Just the thought of Zumba, right? I've been asked a million times, do you want to go to... No, I don't want to do that. I'm not putting myself in that situation. And even though that's like a very petty um, example, but the, you, you know, put insert your example or where it fits. If it's something that you don't even have to be involved in, like people will sign up for things that stress them out. Sign up to host a party at their house and then get completely stressed about it for months and months and months. Don't some things just just don't do it. Yeah. Well, I think also, um, and we're not necessarily moving into resolutions just yet, but I think also too, sometimes people wanna feel um needed. Yeah. Um, I think when people don't feel like they're needed for something, sometimes they feel a emptiness or yeah. And so they consistently put themselves in situations where things have to get done, right? And things have to get done a certain way. And so they commit to these things that were definitely optional from the get-go. Mm -hmm. But they want to feel like something, a responsibility for something. And somebody's leaning and depending on them. So that requires us to dig a little deeper into the psyche of the individual, right? Like right. identifying your worth um, and understanding, understanding that you have worth even if it's not attached to a mile-long to-do list. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? Well, go, go on to what you were saying, because um, I actually have certain characteristics that people um, show when they are stressed. And that's one of them, you know, attaching yourself to external mm -hmm. things, staying busy mm -hmm. over... Um, Booking yourself, knowing that it's you, you know you're just trying to fill up your calendar with things, and you're running from here to there. Like that's one of the characteristics of just being stressed. Yeah, for sure it is. Um, so one of uh, the things I wanted to talk about really quickly before we get into resolutions um, is ways to become more self-aware to identify if you're stressed in the first place. Because okay. it, I I remember walking to my therapist's office one time. And she's like, you're stressed out. And I got offended, mm -hmm. right? I'm like, I teach this for a living. Mm -hmm. Who are you talking to, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I not only teach this for a living, 
but I have such a high I level. Meditate. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I have such a high level of integrity that I make sure I practice what I preach. Right. And so, um, I, I'm like, I don't put myself in situations where I'm going to be stressed. Cause I think she called it chronic stress. That was my beef with it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not chronically stressed. I was experiencing some acute stress at the time because my sister had just totaled my car. But I really got offended, you know. And then I was kind of, I started paying close attention to my behavior. And like that week that I saw her and like my thoughts were scattered all over the place. I was trying mm-hmm. to problem solve, you know. Um, I was trying to reconcile this car situation. I had just got back in town and so it was a lot going on. And... um it wasn't until the following week that it looked totally different that I was like, last week I was stressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Even in the rear view, like, whew. Yeah, like, who was that, right? And so how do you develop a level of self-awareness to know if you're stressed? Because some of us don't even know that we are, right? The things that we're dealing with, whether it be physical, chronic fatigue, loss of appetite, you know, sleeplessness or running, wanting to sleep more, um, physical manifestations of stress, like you said, the hives or the hair falling out. Um, we could be a trip. We could be searching and searching for some type of issue. Yeah. And then it gets more difficult, um, when you have a high emotional tolerance. So for me, my emotional tolerance to be able to deal with things that just get thrown at me is extremely high Mm -hmm. to the point I don't even know. It's high for most black women, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's it's so, I mean, we could literally have. Or is it? I think it is. But it just manifests. It's, It's not and then it is. Yeah, because we're, we're not superhuman. If it's if we're going strictly by being able to function through all right. these, it takes more for us to have a breakdown. <laughs> Boom! There it is. <laughs> there and there you have it, my friend. It takes it will take so much to break me down emotionally that it's scary. But it's going to be filtered out some type of way. It's I mean it's going to it's going to, it has to come out some type of way, and right. it's going to be ways that. You may not even recognize the stress. So, basically, um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna rattle off some of the few ways of recognizing it. Um, and this may be just your general personality, but this is also certain things that you can say. Wait a minute, I do do that. Let me let me think. Am I doing that because I'm stressed, or is it just genuine because that's what I that's how I handle my life. That's how I am, my personality. Mm-hmm. Um, over planning. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you feel a need to stick to and adhere to a very strict schedule and you live in fear of falling behind and overlooking a task, that's a sign of um, stress characteristic. Um, doing several things, multitasking, doing it at once or too much to do and not enough time. Um, you're not efficient with it at all. You just got so much going on. Mm-hmm. That's one. Yeah. Um extreme need to win like you always you always competitive yeah you're just too competitive Mm -hmm. everything is about winning nothing is for sport for fun um nothing is a friendly competition it's literally like your whole soul is based on (laughs) winning your whole soul (laughs) my soul is on the line (laughs) (laughs) um inability black women Inability to relax without feeling guilty. Lord have mercy. 
the I, guilt that oh, comes with relaxation. Baby, baby, listen. It's crazy. It's like a free gift. Even as even when I was sick, Nick was like, just sit down. Just sit down. I, I'm literally struggling with the vacuum. I'm just going to push it three times. <laughs> I ain't got no business laying down like this. <laughs> just going to hit this little man. Yeah, to stay fully active. Man. Um, listen, the guilt that comes with being still. It's, it's crazy. And I've or seen sometimes other women it's not even that. guilt attached to it. It's just I can't be still. But I, don't feel, I wouldn't feel guilty about being still. I literally just don't know how. That's it, too. You know what I'm saying? Busybody. Just be, got to be doing some. Just relax sometimes. Just being still. Um, being still how about, is a gift. And I, and, I, and I know you probably wouldn't be familiar with this, but what, what about um, compulsion to overwork? I throw this water bottle at your head right now. See, this is what I'm talking about. What? I, no, what? This is what I'm talking about. What? what you still do? mad about that little salsa conversation What I, what I do? What I do? Move what past I, that, Jay. What, what did I say? You know say? what really stressed you out? Holding on to stuff that you should have been let go. What I say? And then getting petty. What I do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand. And the last First thing. of all. No, you know, and the last thing. We're not moving past that. Are you accusing me of overworking? Anything. I didn't say anything. All I said. And I'm asking a direct question. Do you think I overwork? Overworking. Sometimes. Shut your face up. <laughs> what? Sometimes. How, Sway? You've gotten better. You've gotten better. But yes, there was a point very recently where you were, you were overworking yourself. And you know it. So don't un relax your lips. I don't relax even remember lips. that point. So how did you end up with a day off? Because I, <laughs> I was so, that's such a funny question <laughs> to somebody. Like, why you got an off day? Right. Everybody got off days. <laughs> no, no, mean? explain. You know what I mean. No, I don't. I decided that I wanted to take a day off. I was going to commit to taking one day off per week. Why? Because, because I was working every day. That doesn't mean I was overworked. So let me be clear. See, I don't work eight to 10 hours. So I don't know if you know this, but I don't believe in working like eight hours. I know you don't. Okay. So working every day for me could be like four hours a day, sometimes three, sometimes 11. Right. But, but I guess the way I justify working every day is. So there was never a point recently that you felt overworked. <laughs> don't scratch. <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> Look me in my eyeball. Look me in my retinas. <laughs> Look me in my retinas and tell me. Yes, I have. I am guilty of feeling overworked. Um, you, and then let me tell the people, the good people of the Black Health Academy podcast. Lisa decides when, especially when it's like her, you know, me, Tip, and her, or, you know, the three of us, three amigos. Yeah. You, Tip, and me, or whatever. And I, she decides... She ain't making no decisions, period. Don't ask me nothing. I'm not making no decisions. I've used all my good decisions and energy for work. Which, where, where are we going? Where are we going to eat? What are we going to do? Because I ain't doing it. I'm done. How you go? I'm trying to find the problem. I'm trying to find a problem. Listen, everybody asks their friends to make accommodations around their life based on their work. We can't do stuff till the weekend because y'all work nine to five. I'm accommodating there. Accommodation for my work is it use a lot of brain power. I, I run three companies, so I'm constantly making decisions. So when we are together, I don't want to make decisions. Everybody asks people to make accommodations because of their job. 
Were you waiting for me to say that? No, but I, I thought that was a nice <laughs> swift cobra. And I'm not nice. kind of nice. No, you did it right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize for being overstepping my boundaries. <laughs> <all> <laughs> Listen, I personally want to thank you for letting that try. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was nice. Listen, I wasn't sure, baby. This no sugar brain. Oh, no, listen. You're firing from all huh? cylinders. Huh? Okay. Huh? Huh? Man, listen. you did that. Thank you. You told me. Thank you. I'm about to ch check tip. Don't you have Lisa making no decisions? <laughs> Listen, I cannot wait for our fit trip this year. We're going to get back to stress in a minute. But one of the ways we relieve stress, or, you know, just in an effort to stay on topic, is me and the girls, we go on an annual fit trip every single year. Um, this year will be year six? Yes. Okay, so last year was our five-year anniversary. Um, so this year will be year six of going on our fit trip. Um, we're going to head over to the West Coast to Nevada. Man, um, you know, dig into them deserts, honey. I cannot wait. I am so excited. Um, and really, I've always, you know, uh, defined happiness as always having something to look forward to. And it really just the thought of the fit trip relieves stress for me. Like, I just can't wait to get with the girls over a weekend and celebrate our health as we mm -hmm. always do you know with physical fitness with food that we eat um and then bond with each other we share so much we have so many moments where we laugh we cry we yell at each other you know and you know each fit trip has you know a distinct memory and it's i i'm so happy to be building a tradition um with the homies and so one of the ways that I believe you can begin to work through stress is prioritizing pleasure, right? And if you guys want to know more about prioritizing pleasure, I actually recorded an entire podcast on it this year. So you can search in our podcast episodes. Uh, it's a solo episode where I talk about the importance of prioritizing pleasure. But that has been a lifesaver for me. It's a lifesaver for Jay. Like me and Jay are both equally like activity and experience junkies. And so when we have something on the calendar, it just fills Man. our heart up. Literally just planning something gets us excited. And then we're just as excited when it arrives. Man, I know. And I swear because someone just told me that they can't get, get excited until they're there. I'm like, what? You're missing weeks of being excited. <laughs> right. Sometimes months. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Every time I think about it, I get a rush. But hey. Yeah. And so that's one way, one way that we mitigate stress in our lives is literally prioritizing pleasure mm -hmm. and making sure we're filling up our calendar with things that bring us joy as much as we're free, filling up our calendar with priorities. And not to say that priorities can't bring us joy because I, the part of the reason actually, I'm kind of dealing with a two edged sword because part of the reason um, I do overwork sometimes is because of how much I love it, mm -hmm. right? But even that can become too much, obviously, but I love my work. I'm so blessed to wake up and do what I love every single day. And so um, my, my priorities also bring me joy, but then like anything, you still have to step away from them. Um, and so prioritizing pleasure in your life is actually the first tip we're going to give on how to get over chronic stress. Now, before we go into some solutions, Jay, I want to make sure people understand on a physical level, what stress does to your body. Um, because this was a super fascinating fact that you told me about and that we shared on a podcast 
uh, previously, but stress is actually an immunosuppressant. So when you are chronically stressed, those elevated levels of cortisol actually compromises your immune system. So one of the ways, uh, one of the things that can be an indicator of chronic stress, actually, and I think you might have mentioned this earlier, but it's getting sick or catching colds often or mm-hmm. having cold symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. Simply because your immune system is not as strong as it could be. And we're st- I'm strictly talking from a chemical um, standpoint here, a biological standpoint. When you're chronically stressed, that hormone cortisol is elevated. And when cortisol is elevated in your in your body, it compromises or turns a volume down on all the other systems in your body, digestive, immunity. And so um, if you find that you're not, you're having gut issues if you're, because 60% of your immune system is in your gut. Or if you find that you're having these cold symptoms, right? You're just not feeling well, these low energy levels, fatigue, you know, maybe it could be very mild cold symptoms, like some Mm -hmm. low grade inflammation in your body. Um, It can really be coming from stress. And so understanding that, um, anything that you may be trying to do to live healthy, eat right, exercise, could all be being compromised and you may not be getting the maximum benefit that you can get from those behaviors because you're chronically stressed. So whatever the stressor is, you know, um, you need to sit down and create an exit strategy to figure out how to get through it and over it because the relief doesn't come when it's solved. It comes when you have a plan in place to get through it, you know, um, and it's just like with Jay starting this business. I'm sure Jay, you had, you know, felt some mild stress with all the things that you have to do to get a business started. Right. And even though you're not nearly done with all of those steps, mm-hmm. you have either put people in place or came up with a plan in your mind that it doesn't right. lose, you don't lose sleep over it. Is that right. right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And so I think I want to bust that myth that it's not until the problem is solved when a relief comes. That's not true. Yeah, yeah. That's not true. You know, and so whatever, like trauma, like when I hired my therapist and because I wanted to talk about, you know, my dad leaving my life at a young age, you know, I, we didn't work through that in a week, but I instantly felt better when I sat across from her. Right. Right. That first session and every day since then, I feel amazing. I feel am- it's begin to feel whole. So just the beginning of the resolution makes you feel good because now a light has been lit at the end of that tunnel. Well, before maybe you just couldn't you see. You felt hopeless. You yeah. felt hopeless, right? And so you can begin to restore that hope uh, by creating an exit strategy. And that requires you to attach yourself to the resource. Please, black people, stop trying to DIY everything, can you? Kenya, stop trying to DIY everything. We really have to stop trying to save ourselves. Like we are meant to be a collective culture. We we come from, you know, a, a, a continent and countries that and where we lived in villages and we work together. We're meant to be a collective culture. Right. Where we cook to each other, we cleave each other, we share, you know, the responsibility of parenting our children. We care for each other when we were ill. We we it's in our bloodline to lean on one another. And when we were snatched and brought over to this country, we abandoned that. Mm -hmm. We need to return to being a collective culture. So Jay called, hey, Lise, come help me with this website. She didn't try and do it herself. She could have. She would stress herself through the roof. Right. But she attached herself to somebody to help her. You know, same thing. Like, that's how we do. And so we need to do more of that. Yeah. Stop trying to DIY everything. 
I, I agree. So for those who don't have the, the financial resources um, or the, the social connections, everyone doesn't have a Lisa, everyone doesn't have, you know, a therapist. How do you not DIY it if the connections you've made in life are not up to par with what you need? You, you get what I'm saying? Like everyone hasn't created an ecosystem mm-hmm. of support that can give them valuable information. Some people's information is very biased. You know, if you say you're having a problem with your the father of your kids or the mother of your, oh, forget her, man, you you did the right thing. And, and, and then you don't even have a way to evaluate your own behavior to even work through it properly. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you need someone that's unbiased. But what if you haven't created that ecosystem and what if you don't have the finances to get uh, a therapist then everything doesn't require finances right how so how so everything so from from a mental health standpoint there's a lot of free resources right there's uh support groups that you can join for free there's grieving groups like whatever you're going through you can actually search for a group for it you know whether you know it's grief or trauma or a your single parent who's losing your mind and need to work through the battle battles of that i think you're part of some groups like that that mm-hmm. i'm sure serve as a support for you true you know what i'm saying so okay so first thing first when I say stop trying to DIY everything, that is not me simultaneously saying you need money to solve your problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think, mm-hmm. okay, so we don't have to attach. Your solution doesn't necessarily have to come with a price tag attached. Right. Okay. Yeah, I know that, like the price tag thing, but I was thinking on the flip side of that, most people, if they don't have money, they go to their ecosystem. Yeah. And some people have trash ecosystem. True. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. dysfunction here, you know, toxic over there. But you're right. You can get online, find a support group. Um, you can find a support group. You can turn to your faith. A lot of times you have resources if you're into your faith. You know what I mean? Um, maybe there is um, co-workers or depending on what you're going through, a support line. Right? Like if maybe if it's during an addiction or it's a domestic violence or there's a bunch of resources for free financial help, you know, to help you get your debt and stuff in order. I just don't think there's no hope for any situation yeah but you do have to be savvy enough to know to search you know to look for it i I know it's true but do you have to have a bomb ecosystem no can you craft one absolutely Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's just like at the black health academy if if health is your issue just like at the black health academy first of all the black health academy is a completely free platform that's Mm -hmm. number one number two even if you need to go deeper we offer multiple scholarships every semester to take our signature course there's resources like that out there i'm not the only one giving back you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it's really a matter of number one realizing that you are not alone and you are not the only one going through what you're going through but not only that somebody out there um has decided that they want to solve your problem for you at no cost to you other than your time and attention absolutely uh, for sure, somebody mm-hmm. gives in every realm in our community. That's true. You know, what yeah. I'm so you you have to do your due diligence and and seeking out that information. Absolutely. If you do that, you you'll definitely find it. Yeah, and sometimes you gotta be bold enough to say, "I need help," because most of y'all who think y'all ain't got no help got a Facebook page. <laughs> sick of it. I'm so sick of. I'm, no, I'm sick of your face. Boy, give this woman a child. She thinks she everybody mama. I know you ain't talking. <laughs> I know you ain't talking. Okay. You do the most mothering out of our crew. Oh, my God. 
Shoot, you already gave us our orders for the fit trip, which ain't till October. Lisa, here's what you gonna do. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> you done already mothered the fit trip. And Lisa, when I tell you, I done thought about three times, like, and she better not try no mess. I promise <laughs> she better not try no mess. I'm already in trouble for some ain't even. Oh, you are, because you are here. You know that. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, well, since this is the Black Health Academy, I might as well go ahead and say it. One of the ways to manage stress is eating healthy and <laughs> exercising regularly. Uh, Let's not minimize that. You know, I I love things that are popular because everyone knows it. And then I hate things that are popular because everyone knows it. Yeah. It's such, you know. Because we disregard it. We don't take it as. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, know that. Uh-huh. Everybody wants a new thing, a new strategy. Tell me Who something I don't already know. Running backwards? No. Just <laughs> walk briskly forward. <laughs> Same thing I was going on. Tell me I can add some yak to my apple cider vinegar. (laughs) Yeah, some things are just the standard and it's going to remain that way. You just have to apply it and be consistent with it. It hasn't changed. Well balanced. I can can tell you this, a whole food plant-based diet, that's, you know, you may not have been aware of that years ago, whole food plant-based diet as well as exercise. Yeah. That's that's something that um, when we were young, we weren't aware of. Yeah. Um, I wasn't introduced to whole food plant-based. And honestly, my four years, just four years, can you believe it? Or is it five years? Of being vegan? Yes. I just saw on my Facebook page. um, Wow. My very first picture that I post, it was August the 27th. And I think it was 2015. So it's my five year. Yep, that's coming up. Dang. Yeah, let me look at the year. Uh, No, 2016. So what? Been four years. So has it been the same for me then? Yours is probably like six months ahead of mine. What? Yeah. Yeah. But see, I think I had gave up stuff. You way had before. gave up dairy. Yeah, because I became pescatarian. Yeah, so maybe it being completely. Yeah. Because okay, because yeah, I did mine in stages, but you went full on. Yep. On August twenty seventh, I posted. No, you baby. gave up dairy late. Then you get you didn't give up cheese. This, no, you gave up. Well, you were vegetarian, vegetarian first. first but right, when I right. gave up dairy, it was um my first meal was August twenty seventh. Oh, my mad April. I didn't miss my anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> April twenty seventh of two thousand and sixteen. So it's been April, May, June, July, August. It's been a year, four years and four months. So yeah, we haven't. So if you think, and I'm forty two. Just, mm-hmm. just to be clear, I don't want anyone to think um, you can't adapt to new behaviors and, and actually j- make that a part of your norm, like second nature to you. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine myself chowing on any chicken or uh, putting cheese. I, I couldn't even imagine it. It's so foreign to me now. Yeah. And I just became plant-based four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. That's it. So it's doable. And not only is it doable, it's something that you can actually enjoy if you do it right. Yeah. Um, you have another way to manage stress? Well, let me, let me, I want to go back to the eating right because that was on my list too, but I want to give it from another perspective. So I want to say also eating right in order to develop uh, self-awareness because it's impossible to observe your own behaviors and patterns if you're clogged up with like mucus and stuff if you're just vibrating at low frequency yeah you know what i'm saying your system misfiring absolutely yeah. absolutely jack and so i just want to make sure people understand that even to reach that level of introspection that's necessary to begin to craft that exit strategy mm-hmm. you got to be clear 
Mm-hmm. You got to be clear, mm-hmm. right? So yes, eating better will, you know, help with stress in and of itself. But as far as like solution based, you have to stop clogging your body and your brain up with this meat, this sugar, this processed food, these, you know, fast foods, these everything that comes in these styrofoam containers and these greasy ch- takeout bags, you know, like we have to stop. You know, Jay, I was just watching a commercial the other day. I, one of these fast food places is doing... um um, the, some special where you get like two burgers for five dollars or something, right? And it's three people in a commercial, <clears throat> and all three of them are in the drive-through in their cars. It's three separate scenes; they're not in a car together. And um, it's a black lady, a black man, and a white woman. And you know the 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 black lady and the black man. What two for? Five? I can't believe it. two burgers for five. You lying to me, right? Everybody's excited about getting these two big greasy. Heart attack burgers for five dollars, and <laughs> the black man and the black woman are overweight, and the white woman is really, really lean, right? And just that, and, and his belly is spilling over onto the steering wheel, and and the commercial, and it just really upset me. You know what I'm saying? Like this subliminal. Oh yeah. We're always portrayed as overweight in these commercials and these television shows. Like they literally cast for that. Absolutely. This, you know, they didn't just. Oh, whoever's at McDonald's, can I step over here? No, you literally cast for this. Yeah. Overweight black man, overweight black woman. Yep. Petite or slim white woman. Yep. That's crazy. That's ex- Yeah, exactly. And so I just want us to know, like, stop. We have to stop being fooled by this stuff. Like, these are the messages they stay seeing because these commercials are being advertised very strategically, right in the prime time of the shows we watch the most, because they have all of our demographics and metrics. They know what shows we're watching, you know, and all of this stuff. And so we're seeing that and we think it's such a great deal. And we sometimes lack the discipline to to resist this poison. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if you unclog your brain, like do yourself a favor and for just one week, Work in tandem with your body as opposed to against your body and give it everything it needs to thrive as opposed to giving it harder work to undo all the toxicity you pour in it and get that cloud lifted and you will be surprised what you're able to create. You'll be surprised um, what you're able to navigate. You'll be surprised what it feels like um, to be in control of your emotions when you are elevating on a higher frequency. So that's what eating right means to me. Yeah, and you will be surprised at the level that you will start demanding more respect from other people. Yeah. When you start treating your body, your temple right, it will be crazy to allow another person to treat it wrong. Oh, oh, insane. Man, are you crazy? Oh, you have to put a gun in my head to make me eat a burger. Man. So I cry real it, it spills over. It, it, it transitions to other things. You're not going to even talk to me crazy. You're not, not going to gonna treat crazy. me crazy. You're not going to treat me crazy. I treat myself too kind. For Period. That. Period. I get up. I, I look Before you even get comfortable with brands, you have to read every label. When I first started eating healthy, I, started, I spent the extra hour in the grocery store just reading labels. So if I can take this time out and treat myself this way. You damn sure better come correct if you're going to be in my life. Absolutely. So, But like you said, it's impossible to demand that level of respect if you're not just starting with yourself. Within, yeah. Absolutely. 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 A couple more solutions before we wrap up here. Um, one of the things uh, I recommend, too, is intentionally stepping back and turning off. So literally shutting stuff down, right? And so what I do on 
Fridays, which is my new off day, right, is um, I turn off notifications for my email, mm -hmm. right, and turn off, yeah, couple, yeah, all my emails, got about six or seven of them. And um, I have already sent an email to my staff mm -hmm. letting them know I'm not available on this day any longer. Don't text me. Don't call me. If you send an email, I'm not going to get it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I, I gave notice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I give myself permission to do whatever I want. You know, I, I go work out. I might hang out with y'all, you know, whatever I want to do. Might go have a cocktail at 11 a.m., whatever it is. But I turn off. So I don't just call it an off day. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear, because it's not it's more than just not working. Right. It's really in intentionally, number one, prioritizing pleasure. I love working out. I love exercise. I love spending time with my friends. I love being alone. Mm -hmm. I love going by the water. So I prioritize pleasure on those days. Mm -hmm. And I intentionally force myself to be present in every single one of those activities as opposed to anticipating the next work day mm -hmm. and letting future work occupy my brain. Mm -hmm. Future work does not get real estate in my brain on Friday. Mm -hmm. Right. That's Saturday, Lisa's problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Friday, Lisa, is is on Friday. And mm -hmm. I enjoy it immensely, right? And and I don't have anything to worry about because I look forward to Saturday. I can't wait to get back to work, honestly. Um, but I know that I need to step away and step back. So that's one thing. How do you step away and step back intentionally? And who do you have to give notice to to get it done? Mm -hmm. Um. Try new things, man. Nothing, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. We cannot That's go so on good. this day-to-day, -day just in and now. You don't feel alive, man. And it's funny. Um, I know they're like, well, they just get through it. We know y'all besties. We get it. But it's funny how I think about over the years how we get interested in things at the same time. Like, you'll tell me something or I'll tell you something. It's like, bet. I'm interested in that. So right now, we're both super interested in riding bikes. Yeah. Like I joined like a bike club that I ride uh, every week. Lisa's finding all these new trails and we're just so excited. She sent me a picture with her childish self, her, her tongue sticking out like na 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 because she found a new trail. She won't even tell me where it is. I don't even care. <laughs> I do care. you going to tell me. Oh, I couldn't wait to see you that picture. Too. Oh, man. You're going to show me where that trail is. But yeah, this is something. And we're just so excited. It makes you feel alive. New things. Yes. Just, I mean, I don't care if you've been working at your job for 30 years, been married for 50 years. You There's always a space in your life to discover new things, man. Yep. St stick your toe in some a new lake. Stick your toe yes. in you know, some new sand. And, Absolutely. Or go to a new museum or go to a new... like. And that just makes you feel good. You're looking around at things. people, Other people have seen a million times, but for you, it's new and it feels different. And you yes. feel electric. You feel alive. Man, I, as soon as I see something like that, I feel... So that trail we went to a couple of weeks ago, Mel, I'm riding down that trail like, look at that. Oh, look at that house. I mean, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to cost you anything. But man, just really, really look into trying new things. Things. Yes, I'm gonna piggyback off that in two ways. The first is um, how much a change of environment can really shift your thoughts and perspectives on things, right? And so, changing your environment, even if you're not necessarily trying something new, but just being in a new space or place, um, even if it's not a new activity, is really, really important. But also, on the exact opposite, end of that suggestion of trying new things, um, lean into the familiar, right? So some people are not into um, 
exploration and adventure mm-hmm. and trying new things. Some people get the most joy out of the familiar, mm-hmm. right, in, in the comfort zones, which is fine as long as it brings pleasure, right? right. So if it's that, that special place in your backyard that you ain't sat in in a while or ain't gave attention to and, you know, digging your hands in the soil or sitting in your patio or going for that walk you used to go to on a regular basis um, or your favorite spot or whatever, it doesn't have to be something new. It can be something familiar mm-hmm. that triggers that sense of peace and nostalgia, right. Uh, that's really important as well. For us, we're just adventure junkies, right? And we're experienced junkies and that's cool. Everybody is not. And that's also cool, right? That doesn't mean you don't have a respite. And so it's really important that um, you find a way to prioritize pleasure. It really comes back to prioritizing pleasure. Pleasure for you might be familiar. For us, it's the unfamiliar. Either definitely, way. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Either way. I'm the obvious rest and relaxation. Yep. Yep. You yep, know. Yep. Um, we don't even need to have, we don't have to uh, elaborate Mm -mm. on that. Um, relaxation techniques like meditation, yoga. Um, when I first started thinking about yoga, I thought yoga was something like, I mean, not yoga, I'm sorry. Um, meditation. I thought it was quiet, still, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I dreaded it, but yoga can be guided where they're just pouring positive affirmations into you at the beginning or middle, whenever you need it into your day. And it literally can have calming music. Meditation can be anything. I realize meditation can be just something that relaxes you. Like some people, meditation is playing um, Call of Duty. You know, they just zone yeah. out yeah. and they don't Take think about place. anything else but Call of Duty. Yeah. Whatever your meditation is where you don't think about your problems, you know, don't let anyone discourage you and say, um, you're wasting time or you should be doing something else. No, or, no if, that, if that's what brings you peace, Step into that. Yeah, absolutely. I know, you know, my client, Jared. So one of the recommendations that he gives to his clients, um, he tells them to do water meditation and he's like, it's literally washing your hands. So he's like, when you're washing your hands, he was like, stop and allow your senses to work. Feel the water, smell your hand soap, um, be present in that moment and take your time washing your hands. I think it's supposed to last like a couple minutes. And he said his clients is going crazy over this technique about meditating while you're washing your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, because we always just think about, um, like you said. Get them clean, dry them off like that. Yeah, but even when we think about meditation, we're all, we always think like it has to look a certain way. Right. And so introducing. Instead Indian style, dazing mm-hmm. off. Yeah, exactly. literally be washing your hands. Yes. And so I tried that. And it, I was like, oh, wow, this is a whole thing. He said his clients was coming to him like. I never even knew my hand soap smells as good or just all these things that they started like honing in into in the moment um, and how peaceful it was just to take a moment and stop when you're doing something to stay focused. Because meditation is really only about being present. That's all meditation is, mm-hmm. is being present. And in traditional meditation, we, we they we're told to focus on our breath. Why? Because we're in the present, yeah. right? Not and it's about, about your problems, not thinking about past exactly. problems, future problems, what you got to wear, how you look, what you don't like, just... Right now, just let your mind be free. Yeah. So what everyday activity can you turn into meditation for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I think I got two more. My next one is talk to a confidant. So, um, you know, stress doesn't, can't always be resolved with, you know, all the things we previously named, right? I think sometimes you have to actually work. You know how sometimes you want to vent, but you don't want nobody to solve your problem for you. Mm -hmm. You just want to vent, right? Um, So how do you... 
how can you find and lean into somebody that you can really just get it out with? Literally mm-hmm. getting it out. My uncle always says there's more room on the outside than there is on the inside. So get it out. Like talking is so therapeutic. Talking is so therapeutic. And so we really need to do more of that. So it doesn't have to be a formal therapist. It can be a formal therapist. It can be a confidant. It can be a friend. Sometimes the best are strangers, right? Um, but talk. Literally talk, use your words and say how you feel. You would be surprised when you hear it come out of your own mouth sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But like, I, can see, yeah, I can see how a lot of fear can be tied in that, especially when it's someone, you know, because people can use that information against you or you feel like you're not, you don't want to show vulnerability. You know, mm-hmm. if I admit this, that means I'm not as strong as I want. That's what makes it believe. so effective. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what makes it so effective. You have to be vulnerable. You have to. Sometimes. You just have to be. Yeah. So, because sometimes it's just literally hearing somebody suggest it and mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're telling from you. another source. Yeah. Just go talk. Um, I got one last one. I got one last one too. Okay. Go ahead. Being assertive, saying no. That's mm-hmm. it. No. Yeah. Like you, people always say no is a complete sentence. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have gotten so much peace with just saying no, to saying no to places I don't want to go and to things I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, we don't have to agree to things to make us, you're not a bad person if someone needs you or wants you to do something and you say no. Mm-hmm. You're not a bad person if the same person that you're saying no to would do it for you. You would do it for them too if you weren't tired or if you weren't busy or if you just needed some rest, whatever the case is, sometimes it's okay to say no. I didn't think that that was an option. Like if someone is your friend or someone is a family member, then you're just supposed to say yes, mm-hmm. even at the inconvenience of yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said, I remember this was years ago and I had Morgan. I don't think I had Bryson yet. Um, and I think Morgan was like two mm-hmm. and I had just had surgery on my um, gallbladder and I was in so much pain. And then my sister asked me to watch my nephew who was like six months younger than her mm-hmm. um, while she went to pick someone up from the airport. And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, he's at the stage where he needs to be picked up. He mm-hmm. was like, he could walk a little bit. He still had tantrums and just, you know, yeah. It was the most, it was the, it was horrible. Yeah. It was the most horrible experience I've had in a long time because I was in pain and I was supposed to be taking, I, I should have said no to that. Yeah. But I didn't want to feel yeah. like, uh, you know, I'm not there for you. So I said yes. And it was, it was a huge mistake. Yeah. So sometimes it's okay to say no to the people you love. And that does not mean that you're not there for them. Yep. And so my final suggestion, um, it's going to be the exact opposite of that because we were usually skewing towards one type of people, right? And so my final suggestion is to say yes. Some of y'all need to start saying yes more. Like my client, um, she part of the reason we've been able to unpack uh, that she may be potentially dealing with some of the health issues she's dealing with um, or not feeling like she's in alignment in her life. Um, it's because she's been disobedient to her calling to be a writer. And, um, I had to make her homework assignment this week 
for her to start writing her stories. And I mm-hmm. gave her direct mm-hmm. instructions on how to do that. And she told me what her resistance was. And I told her the solution to that resistance. And then I told her, now you got to write and you owe me a story, right? And she had to say yes, right? Mm-hmm. She's been saying no to herself and resisting. Oh, and I'm that's like, a good one. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so... That's a huge one, actually. Yeah. So sometimes we've been pushing back on the thing that is our exact, you know, uh, solution to our issue because Mm -hmm. of fear or whatever it is. And so I know you've had to say yes several times to things that you were resisting for a variety of reasons. Usually the reasons are narratives we make up in our mind as to why it's going to fail or to why it's going to be too hard or whatever. Um, But sometimes we have to just throw, throw that thing in, take a shot, on yourself um, and say yes. That's how Mm -hmm. many people arrive in our farm to table course. You know, it's just like, I'll talk to them during our one-on-ones or something and they'll be like, you know what? I just had to finally say, I'm doing this for me. Yes, it's my time. I've been putting it off for so long. Lisa, I've been wanting to work with you for so long. I've been wanting to take this course for so long and I finally did it and said yes. So sometimes it's that. Um, And I'm gonna give a bonus one really quickly, which is giving. We have to start giving. When you are going through something that's stressing you out, usually that thing occupies you fully and wholly. Mm -hmm. You have no idea how good it feels. In the midst of your chaos, to stop and give um, to somebody else, Mm -hmm. giving will actually help to relieve stress. Absolutely. Oh my God. So much, so much. So you, you think you're going through so much that you don't have room for anyone else's problem. You'll be Mm -hmm. call somebody who's sick. You, maybe you have money, help somebody. It feels amazing. And and, and it often forces you to a place of gratitude. If only temporary Mm -hmm. to think about, you know what? My sister, I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. You know, I can resolve this. I'm not saying your thing ain't big. I'm just saying it gives you a different perspective sometimes. Yep. So we got to start giving. Yep, I agree 100%. That's stress. Listen, if you ain't in the Black Health Academy, what you doing with your life? They don't know. Huh? They don't know. They're lost. They are lost. And they need to be found. Absolutely. You need to go to www.theblackhealthacademy.com. Make sure you put the the in there. www.theblackhealthacademy.com. Join over 813 of your cousins. Wait, And get in here. I said 813. Okay. That's an eight, a one, and a three. Wow. What are we going to do with the thousandth member, Jay? We should do something crazy. A Black Health Academy social, like, out. Okay. I'm getting excited. I know. I you see, see these shoulders moving. Man, that'd be dope. I have like smoothie shots. We should yeah. do something. I mean, keep in mind though, Black Health Academy members are all over the world. So we might have to do some virtual or some some local. Yeah, some local. Okay, and, still. And then maybe live stream it. Oh, <laughs> she said, like I said, smoothie shots. So, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, listen, if you are not already, get your tail inside of the Black Health Academy. We're changing up some things. Some things are coming. We're about to force y'all to engage in this content a little more. Um, and so it's coming. Um, you know, we have over 70 master classes inside the academy, everything from mental health to physical health, um, chronic disease prevention and reversal. We teach a live virtual nutrition class every first Saturday of the month. Every first Saturday, get planted and introduction to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. We just had a bomb on last Saturday, Jay. Man, I talked about chronic disease, mm-hmm. but I specifically talked about obesity 
high cholesterol, hypertension, and type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. And it went into detail about all four and how to use a whole food plant-based diet to reverse them. It was juicy. It was so juicy. And so that masterclass is actually live inside the academy right now. So if you weren't there for that class on Zoom on August 1st, no worries. It's literally live for you to listen to for free inside of the Black Health Academy right now. So if one of those issues plagues yourself or somebody you love, get inside the Black Health Academy, navigate to plant you and look for that masterclass. It's going to be at the very top. Just upload it. Um, you can check out that recording. You can watch it or you can listen to it. Um, but get yourself inside the Black Health Academy. This is content crafted and curated for us by us, right? This is what the culture needs. And so let's lean into our people. Listen, you have the opportunity to put a suggestion in the suggestion box if there's something you want to see a masterclass on. If you want to sell products and services at the Black Health Academy, there's an opportunity for that. If you want to be a facilitator, there's an opportunity for that. And so we're growing this thing and the Black Health Academy is an accredited institutions, which we're super proud of. And we're dropping our first uh, certification. The other 23 plant-based certification is coming in just a couple of months. So a lot of good things are happening. Um, I'm so happy to hear, Jay, every first Saturday, our students come on and they're like, man, I missed first Saturday last month. Like it's a thing in their life. Mm -hmm. They're like, but I'm back. You know, somebody just texted me yesterday. I missed this first Saturday, but I'm coming back. Is the recording going to be inside the academy? So I'm like, yo, we got people who be mm -hmm. like, Ridiculous. you know. Boy, that's a good feeling. So, so happy to be here with you guys. Um, make sure you're checking out my solo episodes here on the podcast platform. My solo podcast is called Obedience. I've done seven episodes now. I drop just one a month, the Obedience podcast, podcast inside of a podcast. So that I'm always talking about personal development. I don't focus on physical health. I focus on personal development and self-enhancement in those episodes. So um, make sure you get filled up on that. Drop us a note. Tell us, you know, what you're going to do to mitigate or reverse the stress in your life. And Jay's going to take us out with a song today. I'm going to take you out with a song. Me singing it? Or, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what kind of song are we talking about here? Some Kenny G? No, no, Jay, give us your vocals. It's been a while. How are you going to put me on the spot? Okay. What, what, the, the Black Health Academians. Remember our group? The Black Health Academians. You're right. Um, Happy, I just want to be happy. Nah, nah, nah. I ain't feeling that. That wasn't it? Nah. I was so ready. You was? Okay, go. The real reason is I don't know the words. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I do not know the words today. I felt it on my spirit, but then my spirit was like, but you don't. Um, Jay might not be taking us out in song. Wait a minute. Hold on. What hold on, hold a on, bummer. This party sucks. All this. How, how long we been? It's been an hour and 20. How long we been? Anyway, you trade. You trade. <laughs> Happy Addison. Something, something, something. Yeah, you're right. I can't take a sound song. I apologize. Until next time. Be, be well. well. <laughs> what a, what a whack